Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. This week we are discussing worry, something I think probably everybody can relate to at different levels. Um, Everybody, I'm sure, will have different experiences of this in life. So we're just looking a little bit about what have we worried about? What have we learned about worry and everything in between that? So, Joy, what do you worry about? <laughs> uh, whenever you whenever you introduce, <laughs> then I always get put on the spot first. And I'm just sort of just getting my thoughts together and then I'm like, bam, I'm straight in there. Um, so that'll be my you turn next time. You can choose to start somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> um, next time I'll throw it back to you. Um, so... Yeah, I think for me, worry, well, like you were saying, for everyone, worry is a thing. And whether you're a believer or not, worry is a thing. It should be less so for us as a follower of Jesus. But the truth is that it's just really hard not to worry. Uh, When I was thinking about this, I was remembering that when I was a teenager, and I became a Christian when I was a teenager, and I used to have this Bible verse next to my bed, which is, 1 Peter 5, 7, and cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that Bible verse got me through secondary school. And honestly, I think if it can get you through secondary school, it can get you through anything because secondary school is going to be like one of the hardest things ever, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I just remember really vividly having it on a bright pink card next to my bed and I just look at it. And it was the main Bible verse that got me through, just knowing that I could give all my worry to him. And I look back now and think, I well, I don't know whether this is with rose-tinted glasses, but I feel like I worried less than I do now. But, I mean, that yeah, that Bible verse has given me so much comfort, and I haven't relied on it as much recently. But when I come back to it again, it's just great because I remember all those times that Jesus helped me in the middle of the night when I'd be, you know, before exams or worrying about friendship situations or just worrying about anything at school, really. There were so many things to worry about that, weren't there? But just knowing that yeah, I could give all my anxiety to Jesus and he cared about me. And he cares about all of it. And so, yeah, I think that was, that made a profound, profound difference to me, that Bible verse. So how did you like digest that Bible verse or put that Bible verse into action as a teen? What did it look like? Well, I think my parents always taught me to that if it, if something matters to you, it matters to God. And so if I was worrying about anything and it says cast all your anxiety, you know, nothing's too small. And I think it's so easy as a Christian and I watch Christians do this actually say, oh, God, we know you've got bigger stuff to deal with right now. But I so I don't know if I can come to you with these little things. And that is always going to be true. But what's amazing is that he deals with all the things that on the surface of it look trivial. So for me, it just looked like coming to him with anything and everything and I found that that what was amazing was that he answered he answered all those worries, you know, even little things that you think would the God of the universe be bothered about this, but he was. And I saw answers to prayer in them, and I found myself over time thinking, well, imagine what I would have missed out on if I hadn't have prayed about those things. Mm. But yeah, I think it was just simply so it just became my mantra that 
that verse. And yeah. so I think that's, that's what it was, is just at the end of every day, when I was going to bed, I would talk through my day with God and I would share with him particularly the things that I was worried about. And I would just get them off my chest and trust that he took care of them. And yeah. then we'd carry on. And I, th- and I think that's what I did for ages. And it seemed to yeah. work, so <laughs> <It's> <laughs> stuck <brilliant>. with it. <laughs> it's funny that you say like you you talked it through with God because I was going to say I love that verse as well. I mean, what is not to love in that verse? It's yeah. such a comfort to think that you know you can just throw all your baggage onto Him and He and He's going to care mm. for you and look after you. Um, but it's good you saying about articulating it, expressing it to him, because I think sometimes what I, what I know I can do is I think about it and I think about like what God might say about it. And I'm not saying that that's not important. I think it's, you know, talks about, doesn't it? Like be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I think it's really important that we talk to ourselves (laughs) and tell ourselves what is true. Um, But when it comes to worry, I think if you kind of, I think casting your anxiety on him, it has to be expressed, doesn't it? You can't just think about it and think like, what would he say to me in that? Like it has to, all the emotion of it has to come out, has to be articulated or exposed. Maybe if you can't articulate it, it's just cried. Um, Yeah. But there's something in that, there's something in the expression of it that is quite releasing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're throwing it like when you say casting, you're thinking you're throwing it onto him. Um, You're not just you're sort of giving it away. And I know that there are times where I've almost it's almost been like a dog with a bone with it where, you know, God's been trying to take out, take the thing away that I'm really struggling with. But it feels like he's wrestling with me for it, which is crazy because I there's so many situations where I don't want to worry about them, but I just find myself doing it. And yeah. God's like, you know, I want, I want you to give this to me. And I'm like, I want to give it to you sort of, but I, I'm also still hanging on to it. And I don't know why there's weirdly sometimes I find for myself, maybe, I don't know if anyone listening recognizes this in them, but that there's a strange comfort of something yeah. that you've worried about. I don't know what it is, but you feel like you're doing something about the situation. It's so strange, isn't it, that just holding on to that worry, somehow you feel like that gives you a tiny bit of control in the situation, even though that's a total lie, because it doesn't. It just makes you miserable. Yeah. But I've definitely felt with some things like I've been able to cast the anxiety actually onto God and just say, here, have it. I don't want it. And other times I've really felt, and it depends, I think, on the gravity of the situation, I guess. Yeah. But there are definitely times where I've been wrestling with God, where he's wanted to take the worry away from me and I just haven't been able to let it go. Yeah. And uh, I've I've been thinking about, there's been a couple of things recently that have really been bothering me and really sort of worrying about them. And I find myself sort of, just repeating the same conversation in my own head of like, oh, but yeah. what if this happens and what if they're yeah. trying to sort of prepare yourself really for a sort of worst case scenario, but also catastrophizing yeah. as well and just making Absolutely. it worse yeah. and worse and worse. Yeah. And, and just really, I just really, really struck me literally about two weeks ago that I'm, I was just like, this is just stealing any sort of sense of 
joy really because yeah. I'm I'm just expecting the worst imagining the worst I can't I need to try and stop thinking about this because there's nothing good I'm not achieving anything I'm not achieving anything yeah in just dwelling over this but then I found I found that just like you're saying casting it I just just tell him the full ugliness of it as well and in that when we're talking about authenticity with God as well, like telling him the ugliness in it as well of like, yes. actually God, if I'm honest, God, I think I don't know what you're doing in this. <laughs> I think yeah. you've possibly got this wrong God. And obviously I can tell myself, obviously he doesn't get anything wrong, Hannah. What are you talking about? But that some, obviously that hasn't sunk into this particular scenario. If I'm still feeling yeah. the tension and worry in it, I'm not really... Because I think, you know, if your your emotions reveal what you really think about things, I think especially when it comes to worry, like you can say that you believe that God is for you, not against you, you can believe yeah. he's working on all things for your good, but then you find yourself stressed out about a situation and that just is really exposing, isn't it? Because then you're like, yeah. well, maybe you do generically believe that, but maybe you haven't applied it in this scenario because... If you had, Hannah, I'm speaking to myself here, if I had have applied that to this scenario, that I wouldn't be feeling this, this like upset and angst and worry about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was thinking myself whether for a Christian, at its heart, worry just exposes our lack of trust in God. Because of thinking yeah. about the things that I've been worrying about recently, like, like my daughter's just recently broken her leg and we had all sorts of things that we had to take care of in terms of getting her back to school. That wasn't a given that she was going to be able to go back to school and just, you know, concern about how she was going to cope with it, how we were going to cope with it, the pain for her, all of those things. And in that space, I found God speaking into, you know, do you believe that I can look after you? Yeah. Do you believe that I can make a way for Anna to go back to school? And it made me realise that I was worrying about those things because I had an overly, overinflated sense of responsibility in them. Mm. I was taking responsibility for things that were not mine to take responsibility for. And I was partly doing that because I didn't trust God to do it. Mm, mm. So I was trying to take care of the situation because I wasn't entirely sure that he would. Mm. I think I believed he could, but the could and the would are didn't two marry. different situations. You know, what, yeah, one is, one is his power and the other is his will. And when I was coming back to it and thinking about all the things that I've been worrying about recently, a lot of them have been because I just haven't trusted that God can do it or would do it. Yeah. Um, times that I've worried about um, protecting the kids and looking after them, which is obviously a natural instinct as a mother to do that. But I also feel like I was taking more responsibility of it than... I had, you know, I wasn't trusting God to do anything. And yet I would pray over the kids and say to them, you know, God will look after us. He'll protect us. And yet at night, as God showed me, I wasn't sleeping properly because I was essentially sleeping a bit like a guard dog with like one ear up the whole time 
because I had that sense of like, I've got to protect everyone all the time. So I wasn't sleeping really because I was thinking I've got to protect because God's not going to do it here. Mm. And actually, as he began to talk to me about that and reveal to me that I was trying to take responsibility for all of the protection rather than leave any to him, as he began to work that through with me, and I, as I began to give over that worry to him of worry of the kids being all right, worry about them being okay in the middle of the night, worrying about us all being safe, as I gave that over to him, I started to sleep better mm. and I started to not sleep like a guard dog, mm. constantly listening because I knew that I could go to sleep and have the one who, you know, the Psalms say never slumbers or sleeps mm. watching over us. Mm. So in that sense, I started to put my trust in him rather than try and be in control of the situation again, try and be the great protector which I couldn't do anyway which then causes more worry doesn't it because if you are trying to do something but you realize your limitations in it then that causes you worry and that's the problem that was happening in our situation is that I was trying to protect my children as an example but I realized my limitations I couldn't do it I couldn't stay awake all night and protect them and make sure everything was all right Mm. and so then that caused me worry because I was thinking how can I possibly protect them when God was saying all along, you know, there's only so much you can do, Joy. You need to sleep and let me protect all of you. And you need to stop worrying about that because this is my job now. Yeah. So, and and so I found that was really profound for me, just putting my trust again in who God is and coming back to that place again of going, you know, not everything is my responsibility. Yeah. You know, God has given me a wonderful responsibility over my kids but he is their saviour. He is the one that created them. He is the one that formed them. He is the one that gave them to me mm. and allowed me to be the carer mm. of them. Mm. But I needed to leave space for him to do it. Yeah, it's int- listening. You've kind of just gone through a bit of process, even telling that story that I think is quite a helpful model of kind of acknowledging like acknowledging the worry but then also like acknowledging the lack of trust in it as well which I think is really important for then kind of moving away from it because it's sort of of saying I'm concerned about this thing I recognize that that is because I don't trust you in this area and then sort of just like releasing it to him to come and like sort of yeah, it's it's confessional, isn't it? It's getting rid of all of it, all of it, and identifying yeah. all of it as well. I was going. I think that's interesting about worry. Like, I don't know how much I'm always in tune with the things that I am worried about. Um, sometimes I'm very aware of things, but I think sometimes you can live with sort of a low level stress or angst or well, worry. That is the word for it. You can live with that, but you yeah. might not actually have identified why or where that's coming from and we talked about previously about how it's useful to spend a little bit of time trying to understand yourself and trying to sort of chip away under the surface and I always find how my emotions are really helpful in that like paying attention to my emotions about how quickly did I get how quickly did I react maybe to what someone mm, else or, or yeah. a situation or another person or whatever. Um, 
or just sort of considering like, well, how do I feel towards family? How do I feel towards work? How do I feel towards church? And sort of doing a little bit of work, checking in with yourself, like where is my, Mm. where is my worry level? Maybe, and maybe that's more realistic than sort of thinking, do I have worry or don't I have worry? It's kind of been a little bit more like, (laughs) where is my worry? (laughs) It's more honest and realistic, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And just trying to identify it, pinpoint it, and then speak it through with God quite honestly and recognising the lack of trust in it. And what you just did there as well of then saying like, and then speaking what you do know is true of well, you yeah. actually, my children are yours. You made them. You formed them. You yeah. ordained the exact time that they would be born. And trying to apply those things that we know are generally true of God and His character and who He is that aren't ever going to change. He's always working for our good. He didn't spare His own Son. So how will He not give us all things? Um, yeah. Trying to apply them though to that specific situation. I think it's really, it's quite a good process you just outlined there of like, be honest and then move (laughs) through to kind of speak into yourself what is true. Yeah. And being like uh, that verse that we read at the beginning, that what comes after it is says about being sober minded and alert because the devil is prowling around waiting for someone to devour. Yeah. And I think that I've definitely found in my own life, that anxiety can just take you over, anxiety and worry. Mm. It can just overwhelm you. And it can also, I find, can hide and disguise itself in different behaviours. Like, not saying all of these are behaviours that are where it's disguising itself, but, like, for me, and we've talked about in previous ones, like, overly planning sometimes is like a... I'm worried about things, so I'll overly plan situations or trying to be in control all the time. You know, that's that's a behaviour that I think for me definitely had its roots in worry mm. because I was worrying about certain things, so I was trying to be in control of them so that I could get a handle on anything that might come my way. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, you named a lot of the ones that I definitely find I can fall into in terms of, you know, the what ifs, mm. what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, and the what ifs, I remember God saying to me a while back, they're never good what ifs, no. are they? They're never like, what if I win the lottery? <laughs> they're always like, what if this disaster happens? What if that person does that? What if this happens? And it, and I often found when I started doing that, that I could, I could feel, once I started to properly take note of my emotions, I could feel despair. yeah. And that sense of over being overwhelmed, I could feel that rising in me every time I did the what ifs or the worst case scenarios. You, know, you think, okay, well, if I do this and that could happen and then, and, and then you stop planning for every eventuality. Mm. And, then, and then so actually then you stop dealing with the problem as it is in the moment and you're dealing with like a future problem that hasn't ever happened or might not even happen. Mm. But you're just sort of, again, trying to be in control of... I need to have a handle on this so that whatever happens, I can deal with it because you're worried that essentially you're not going to be able to manage it or cope with it yeah. or that God isn't going to be with you in it or come through. Yeah. You know, I found myself t- sometimes praying about stuff and then <laughs> it sounds awful, doesn't it? 
but then almost planning what I would do when he didn't come through. <laughs> um, and, and, and a few times I felt like he really sort of convicted me of that. And, you know, I'd say, God, you know, I, I could really do help this situation. I'm really worried about it. And then, and then I start going, okay, but if that, um, but what I could do is la la la. And, and one time I really felt him saying to me, you're planning what will happen if I fail here, Joy. <laughs> and, and I, and it, and it really caught me because I realized that I just got used to doing that. I'd got so used to planning for every eventuality that even though like I was taking my worry to God on some level, I was definitely not casting it on him because I wasn't leaving it with him. I was then just sort of, I'm just going to tell you about this God, but what really is going to happen is that I'm going to carry on trying to sort this situation out just in case you can't handle this, which is the height of arrogance, isn't it? Because he is God. He can do anything. I can do nothing without him. And Thankfully, this is one of the things that I've been working through with God and he's been so gracious and merciful because this is not a good thought process that I was having. But actually in that was just a place of going, I need to cast my anxiety on him and leave it with him completely and not start planning about what, how he's going to deal with it, but just cast it on him and say, I don't want it anymore. Mm. I don't want to sit with it. I don't want to I think I've realised in my life sometimes that I've just got so used to being comfortable with worry and yet I want it to be a foreign emotion in me. I want it to be an emotion that comes in that I don't like, that I want to get rid of as soon as possible Yeah. rather than it's sitting with me and yeah. me just getting quite used to it. Or even feeding it yeah, and letting it grow till it's like out of control and wreaking havoc. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how do you think we do feed it? Because we do, but how do you, how do you find yourself feeding worry? Yeah, I think it's the giving it the time and the thought, isn't it? And dwelling and catastrophizing, imagining worst case scenario and just and just replaying conversations or events and just rehashing it, rehashing it, going yeah. over it, what could happen. And actually, so I was going to say, and this kind of feeds in nicely, I was having a really um, good conversation with a wonderful friend of mine the other day who I really love and respect. And we were talking about how actually um almost sometimes you can use prayer in a way that perpetuates the anxiety and worry because what you're mm -hmm. doing is you're saying right I'm going to pray about this I'm going to pray about this and but what actually you're using then in that prayer just to rehash think yeah, about it again think absolutely. about it again come to and it's right and good to go to God with it but I wonder yeah. if like how we go to God with it is is yeah. quite important there and just sort of going to him again and again and again please take this away or please change this or da 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 but actually find ourselves just being quite obsessed with it and thinking about it and I think that's where what you were saying before about kind of being really honest about it and then replacing those thoughts with something, you know, like Philippians, something noble, something true, something trustworthy, yeah. something good. So because our minds aren't ever really void, are they? They're kind of like, yeah, and with worry, we're kind of either feeding that worry or potentially we're, we're trying very hard to fix our thoughts onto something else, something yeah. good and true and hopeful. And I think like you would, 
describing earlier is then like telling yourself what is true about God and dwelling on that, not dwelling on the worry. Um, So I don't know if you found that. It's almost like we can use prayer to just be another form of thinking and perpetuating the worry, can't we? Yeah, yeah. And then before you know it, you haven't, you know, you haven't really worked anything through. You've just worked yourself up. Yeah. And got yourself even more stressed about it. Yeah. Um, and it's because you've you've literally just sat there and, sh- you know, said it all to God, but you haven't allowed him to speak into it or softened your heart in it or anything like that. And um, But I've definitely found that he's really helped me in taking worrying thoughts captive. And I think that that's what we have to do. Um, that when they come in, you know, I find myself in situations now where something will come in and it will trigger, it will trigger worrying me sometimes immediately. And I'll, and I'll catch it now straight away and go, right, why has that just worried me? Oh, it's because of this. And I'll, I'll be like, okay, God, we can talk about that later. And other times worry just comes in and it just comes in out of left field and you think where's that come from you know like Mm. oh this could happen in the future and you think where's that worry come from and it and it's worries like that now that I think I've just learned to take captive and go nope not taking that on I'm not dealing with that yeah Um, yeah and I think those are different to a situation that you're going through that you're worrying about you take those to God but there's other times where I will just have irrational worries come in about no situation that I'm in at the moment of what happens if someone gets into a car accident do you know what I mean and all of those then you're like no I'm not dealing with that I'm going to take that captive and just ask I definitely think I found that asking God to make me aware of my worry has Mm. been a helpful Mm. thing to alert Mm. me to it straight away so that I don't sit with it and I've and I found that he's really answered that, that, that now that sort of worrying feeling, when I can feel myself worry, I'm not sitting with it anymore. I'm mm. just like, I don't want it, God, please take it. Um, because you're mm. totally right. It robs you of joy. It robs you of peace. And it robs you, it robs us of our ability to think clearly and to put our faith and trust in God. Because we get so overwhelmed by worry and sometimes I know I can find myself panicking and think, all right, I've got to sort this situation out. And it's so mm. difficult then to just do what you were saying of be still and know that I'm God and mm. trust that he will sort it out. It just overwhelms you. And then you're down this rabbit hole of thinking. And at no point have you taken a moment to stop and put your faith and trust in Jesus again mm. until sometimes for me, a long way down the line, when I think, oh, I haven't consulted you about this, God, really. I've just gone off in a panic trying to sort out a situation that I don't even think was ever really mine to have to sort out here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Really horrendous things do and can and will happen through our lives, won't they? And that is that is hideous and awful and heartbreaking so often and... So we we're talking about this. We're not. We're talking about it for the sake of when things come that are going to be really hard. Like how how can we deal with them well so they're not going to overwhelm us, aren't they? Which is what worry yeah. does. It overwhelms you and it mm-hmm. it prevents you from sort of 
um, move. I can't think of the word I'm looking. Paralyze. There we go. It paralyzes you, doesn't it? Um, so mm-hmm. it's so important to kind of know how to deal with it when hard things are going to come. And yeah, like you mentioned, there taking. So I think you know something really hard might have happened in life, and there is a certain degree to which replaying it is quite helpful and healthy, isn't it? And kind of figuring out how you felt when it happened yeah. and taking back the layers of like what, what impact did it have and how did you feel about that and working that through with God. He loves it when we pour out our hearts to him, doesn't he? Yeah. He really loves that. Um, but like you mentioned there, taking captive every thought and then, you know, second part of that and make it obedient to Christ. And I think that's where the speaking truth into the situation yeah. comes in as well, isn't it? So step one is that identifying it and pouring it out and you know being Mm. honest with God but then it's not sort of just staying there it's sort of moving to a position of hope and speaking truth into it and trying to gain a bit of perspective so it doesn't overwhelm you and you lose hope and you get angry and disconnect with God in it and I think like we've just been talking about in a previous conversation I think remembering is so important here as well with worry isn't it and you you've said there about certain things you know maybe you're prone to worry about likely to worry about or sometimes they just come in out of nowhere and surprise you um mm. I think the ones the worries where maybe we are prone to worry about that it's so important to remember your personal history yeah. with Jesus in it because he will I think he will often have given you, walked through life with you to show you, you didn't need to worry about that because I was going to do this. or do. So for yeah. me, I, I find money really worrying, which, and I, I get annoyed with myself that I find it worrying because I think I've never, you know, I've never not had what I really needed. I've never been in mm. like dire poverty or real debt so I don't know why it's an area that I find just such a challenge to trust him in but yeah for me that is quite often an area where the devil will get me and sort of say things like oh but you know what if so like at the moment I'm, I'm I'm on statutory maternity pay still and when I go back to my employment I won't be going back to the hours that I was doing so my pay my income is going to be dramatically reduced but yet the girls the older girls their costs seem to be going up with school yeah. trips like ski trips things like that and so then I kind of think oh like I can I can find myself worrying about that but for me now mm. So I'm better at recognising it because I I recognise that's maybe an area of weakness for me. Um, And also what I can do now is just like tell myself the times that God has really done quite miraculous things. So I remember how like money has been put under my door before Mm. or I remember how we moved to Birmingham without having a job, but we knew we knew God was really calling us to it. And and then I said to him, "Oh, I don't want to have this baby." I was I was quite pregnant when we moved here, and um, I know you know that. And I said to him, "I don't want to have this baby before John's got." like his full-time job sorted. And so on the day that I went into labour, like a couple of hours before, <laughs> he got he got that job and it's just 
typical of God, isn't it? <laughs> and and then <laughs> and then like this house that we're living in now, you know, we just for years we lived in our other house, sort of wishing that we had more space, not seeing a way that we could kind of really move or afford it. And then the story of this house has been really miraculous. So anyway, the point of it being for me, I look back and I see God knows that this is an area I struggle to trust him in. And it's like yeah. he's writing this personal love letter to me yeah. of examples through and yeah. through my life where he shows me that I don't need to worry because he can do miraculous mm. things and he he's so good and he's for me, he's not against me. And so yeah. I think I, I definitely worry about it less now. I'd love it. Mm. I long for the day I don't worry about it at all. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm much happier place than I was. But I'm I'm grateful for that history I have with him yeah. in that area. Yeah, yeah and knowing that there. he keeps working on it with us, doesn't he? So, you know, even like I was saying, when I don't trust him, and I've said to him openly, I don't trust you in this area. And, wow, his mercy and his grace. Yeah. That despite <laughs> everything that he has done for me, like he couldn't have done more. He sent Jesus to die for me, you know. Everything that he has done for me, he's provided for me, he's blessed me, he's brought me to know him. Even when I say with such arrogance, I think yeah. I can deal with this situation better than you, God, which is so sinful. He doesn't push me away. He talks with me in it because he mm. knows deep down that I do want to trust him. And that I'm coming to him because I want to have the conversation. I want to learn. I want to grow. And he so graciously over and over and over again is merciful to me and shows his love to me. And that is astounding, really. And that is our amazing God that we mm. come to someone who we can be honest about all our worries. And like you were saying, all of the ugly stuff and the places our minds go and the way we catastrophize and the way we don't look for hope in a situation, even though we're meant to. Um, and even when we do worry, even though Jesus commands us over and over again, not to worry, he comes to us in it and he speaks to us in it. And he gradually and so kindly just sort of speaks to us about his goodness and speaks to us about the fact that he is faithful. And that wins me over time and time again. <laughs> and so that's what gets me through it. You know, not a God who goes, come on, pull yourself together. I mean, that, that would just mm. never work because mm. we'd all be stuck. But a God that comes into the grittiness of our lives and knows where we struggle to trust and just you know, carries us through it, helps us through it, holds our hand through it, teaches us through it, all of that. And I think that's the key for me is remembering that God is with us in everything, that he's going through us, going through it with us. Um, and actually, the more I do cast my cares on him, the more I actually see him do miracles and provide. So I'm actually giving him opportunity to reveal himself more and more to me by giving my worries to him more and more. Okay, well, I think that's all we have time for. Thanks for all your feedback and comments so far. We really appreciate them. Please keep them coming in. 
and we'll be back again in two weeks time thanks for listening if you have any questions or suggestions for topics please email questions at the not so perfect christian life.com <laughs>